Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From the Bleachers. I'm your host, as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Bleeding Green Nation Radio Podcast Network. Now I'm recording this Tuesday afternoon, February 1st. Happy February. Calendar rolling around already. Got my Sixers windbreaker on here. Enjoyed a huge, huge Sixers win over the Memphis Grizzlies last night. Tyrese Maxey with that 38-3-8 performance with four blocks and a steal. The dude has the goods, trade Ben Simmons, get him, and the league MVP, Joel Embiid, some help, as always, if you're a Sixers fan, and there's a good chance if you're an Eagles fan, you're also a fan of the Philadelphia 76ers. You can check out my Sixers work and the work of so many talented Sixers content creators at LibertyBallers.com, our joint, I guess, or sister, brother site, however you want to refer to, uh, under that SB Nation umbrella uh, to go alongside all the great stuff that I do and we all do on Bleeding Green Nation and BGN Radio. Today, officially, everyone knew it was already happening. The news already broke. They walked it back. Now it's official. Tom Brady, Tuesday, February 1st, officially retired from the NFL. And because of that, even though it seemed like something that could be coming or was likely to come, it made me take a step back and look at the entirety of the NFC, the National Football Conference, where the Eagles are playing, and evaluate the standings of quarterbacks in that conference because watching these NFL playoffs and really I'm 27 going on 28 in my two plus decades or whatever of being an NFL fan, I have never seen better playoff performances than I have the past two weeks. That Bill's Kansas city game, the Bengals game last week, this past Sunday, I should say absolutely incredible. And what really stands out is that there is a very, very clear, talent difference at the quarterback position between the two conferences in the NFC championship game. You had Matt Stafford. They won the Rams won. Stafford played really well. He's been good for the Rams this year. I think he'd be, I guess, maybe the fourth best quarterback in the AFC playoffs this year. Cause you have Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joey B, Joe cool, Joe Burr, Joe ice, Joe Burrow right there. That's your top three. And really, depending on how you feel about Derek Carr and Ryan Tannehill, especially if they were playing in Sean McVay's offense with Cooper Cup and OBJ and Cam Akers, maybe Matt Stafford won't even be top five. And Stafford played against Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G, whose team has been trying to get rid of him for the last two years. They literally drafted someone to replace him. And he's a lame duck quarterback who was a couple big plays away for going to the Super Bowl for the second time in three years. He almost went to the Super Bowl for the second time in three years, and his team does not want him. 
And those are the team teams that had the chance to represent the NFC in this year's Super Bowl. The quarterback talent in this conference is weak. Tom Brady brought shifted a little bit of the power coming from the AFC, the Patriots, where he was for two decades, to the Buccaneers last year, and obviously Tampa won the Super Bowl. But Tom's gone now. Aaron Rodgers maybe, maybe played his last snap for the Green Bay Packers. Could he be going to the AFC? Go to the Denver Broncos? Go to a team like that? Josh McDaniels now in uh, Vegas. Maybe they let Derek Carr go and bring in Aaron Rodgers. You'd be going in to this season with the NFC losing, theoretically, the two best quarterbacks I've ever seen in my time as a football fan. Brady Rodgers, I'd throw Mahomes, Peyton Manning up there too, obviously, but you get what I'm saying. And then you look at the rest of the conference. Obviously, Jalen Hurts isn't quite up there, uh, to say the least. I, I like Jalen Hurts. I think he can be good. I think more likely than not, he's probably the Eagles quarterback in 2022. But I'm going to delve into a scenario where he's not. And I'm looking around this, this conference, and you still have Russell Wilson in Seattle, but kind of similar to Rodgers, it seems like he may have played his last snap for Seattle. Divorce is impending. Had his worst season. Well, the team had their worst season during his 10 years with the Seahawks. They went 7-10. and 10. Russ still threw 26 touchdowns to six interceptions. Had a higher yards per attempt than he did in 2020 when he was an MVP candidate. And the more I think about it, and I was kind of at the way this, this past Eagle season ended, increasingly lukewarm on a Russell trade because he's getting up there in the 2022 season will be his age 34 season. But I'm thinking... The Eagles could have, if they swing a trade for us, the best quarterback in the conference and the best offensive line in the conference. They can average, they can add in an okay defense. They're, for the most part, an okay, slightly below average defense in 2021. That's a team that contend. That they can contend. It's pretty that simple. If you have the best quarterback and the best offensive line in the conference, it works. Give you a little preview of something I'm writing right now. I do my newsletter. So if you like BD, like me on BGN Radio, if you like me on Building Your Nation, Liberty Ballers, all those things, you can check out my newsletter, patreon.com backslash shameless underscore clancy. It's the From Broadsheet with Love newsletter. It gets sent out every Monday through Friday morning into your email inbox, a fresh article, somewhere around 500, 600, 700, sometimes up to 1,000 words on a topic in the Philadelphia sports scene. So this is tomorrow. So I'm giving you a sneak peek. If you're not subscribed, sure, check it out. Just $2 per month for basically 20 articles. Put a lot of time working on it. That's a good deal. It's a good deal. So this is what I have tomorrow. And this really speaks to this, as the episode title says, the Russell Wilson conundrum as it applies to the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a quote from Herman Melville's Moby Dick. It is the easiest thing in the world for a man to look as if he had a great secret in him. There is one player who, despite the Eagles making the postseason five times in the last decade and winning the Super Bowl during that period, haunts the franchise, Russell Wilson. Wilson, the quarterback who's thrown 292 touchdowns in his 10 seasons with the Seahawks, is Eagles general manager Howie Roseman's white whale. The story around Wilson, the Birds, and the 2012 NFL draft is infamous. On day two of the draft, the Eagles had the 46th pick, the 59th pick, and the 88th pick. With their first selection that day, they drafted Michael Kendricks, 
multi-year starter who played well in the 2017 Super Bowl squad. That's fine, right? Kendricks, solid pick. They won the Super Bowl with him. Played really well that season. I think back to that Carolina game, Thursday Night Football, him and Nigel Bradham were monsters. When the 59th pick rolled around, the Eagles were considering taking Wilson, who fell in the draft coming out of Wisconsin because he measured at just five foot eleven. The Eagles got greedy, though, believing they could land Wilson with their third-round pick, so they grabbed Vinny Kerr here with the hope that Wilson would fall to their laps later in the day. That plan obviously didn't work. Seattle snagged Wilson with the 75th pick. The Eagles missed on a guy who would lay the foundation for a Hall of Fame career for the next 10 years. How different would our lives be if the Birds had drafted Wilson then? Only adding to that wild butterfly effect in play here is the dude who the Eagles ended up taking with that pick, the 88th pick, some guy named Nick Foles. Passing on Wilson and seeing him turn into an elite franchise passer took the Eagles' quarterback factory philosophy that had been part of the organization since the beginning of Joe Banner's tenure, since the beginning of the Andy Reid days, to an entirely new level. The Eagles weren't entirely sold on Foles after the 2014 season. Eagles go 10-6. and six. Chip Kelly's second year missed the playoffs. Foles gets hurt misses the end of the season. So they tried and failed, I should say. They failed to get an upgrade with Sam Bradford. Bradford played like, well, Sam Bradford. So the Eagles opted to trade up in the 2016 NFL draft for a presumed franchise signal caller. And Carson Wentz. That was supposed to rectify missing out on Wentz and out on Wilson and his triumphant career. That Carson Wentz trade happened because the Russell Wilson brain fart lived rent free in Howie Roseman's head. And that did work for a period of time. It was the torment of passing on Wilson that led the Eagles to draft Jalen Hurts in 2020, believing him to be a similar caliber of a prospect and fearing that history would repeat itself. Hurts certainly hasn't been Wilson. That's obvious. But it speaks to the Eagles' never-ending desire to find a quarterback who is unquestionably the guy. As I said earlier, looks like Wilson's time with the Seahawks could be at an end. There was talk last offseason of Wilson leaving the organization, but he stayed put and proceeded to oversee the worst Seahawks team of his career. Seattle went 7-10. and Wilson battled injuries and played in just 14 games, missing starts for the first time ever in his career. Yes, it's a 17-game season now. Missed three games before that, going back to when he was a third-round rookie in 2012. Had started all 16 games his entire career. Didn't miss a start, playoff start, anything, first nine years in the league. Despite that turmoil, he still threw 26 touchdowns against just six interceptions, as I said earlier, while averaging more yards per attempt than he did when he was an MVP candidate in 2020. Wilson will be entering his age 34 season in 2022, but he still has the makings of a guy who can completely uplift this team. You talk about there's quarterbacks who are you win in spite of, you win with, and you win because of. Russell Wilson is still a guy you win because of. The Birds obviously, obviously aren't totally set a quarterback. Yes, they have this this end of the season press conference. Howard says, Jalen Hurts is the guy in 2022. That's what the GM should say. Now, do I think Hurts is probably going to be the starter this year? I think more likely than not, if there was a betting favorite, I'd say Jalen Hurts, the week one starter. But that doesn't mean a guy who's so quarterback-focused as Harry Roseman isn't going to explore all these avenues. Just look at last offseason. They refused, refused to even give the slightest inclination that they had this belief in Jalen Hurts because they were circling the waters on Deshaun Watson. And I hope that Watson idea is all the way out the effing window now because if it's not going to be Jalen Hurts, let's let it be Russell Wilson. 
Again, birds aren't totally set at quarterback. They've longed for Wilson for a decade. Like I said, Howie Rosen's white whale. They have ample draft capital. They have three first-round picks, 15th pick, 16th, and 19th pick. Wilson looks to like to be a goner in Seattle. Does Howie finally get his guy? Like I'm saying, I can see it. I'm more bullish on a Wilson trade now than I was, say, a couple weeks ago. Looking at this postseason, so I was talking about, the discrepancy in quarterback talent between the AFC and NFC is staggering. Matthew Stafford led the Rams to the Super Bowl in the NFC. He would have been at maximum, like I said, fourth, fifth best quarterback in the AFC this year. Jimmy G almost won the Super Bowl again. 49ers want to wipe their hands clean of them. I'm talking about Brady's gone. Rodgers might be gone. AFC team, even more turnover with the quarterback situation across the conference this year. Wilson, despite being really freaking good still, might be the best quarterback in the conference by default now in 2022. Again, if both sides are on their way to divorce in Seattle, shutting the Eagles swoop in, pun intended, you have the best quarterback in the conference and the best offensive line in the conference. You have a clear recipe for deep playoff success. If you add in a defense that can hang around league average and bring in another playmaker in the draft offensively to go along with Devontae Smith and what you have brewing at running back, you could be looking at a true legitimate contender just two seasons after that disastrous 4-11-1 campaign. As I've said a bunch. And I've gotten heat from it. Like People think BGN is this anti-Jalen Hurts thing. And I know BLG doesn't like Jalen Hurts. It's pretty obvious. I, like, I think I'm the person who likes him most across BGN radio. I'm totally fine with rolling with him in 2022. If that's what's going to happen, use some picks to help out, stack the defense, get some playmakers around, maybe sign a big free agent wide receiver. But right now I'm thinking, as I'm doing this, I'm increasingly convincing myself that Russ, Russ might be the best option right now. Again, it'd be great if Hurts improved and excelled as a passer this upcoming season. But there are very few moments where teams have a shot at doing something special. Everything has to fall into place. You have to catch a lot of breaks. Look at the 2017 Eagles, all the breaks they catch. If Nick Foles doesn't throw the ball directly at Keanu Neal's knee, I'm probably still living in my basement. And look what happened. Because of that, Torrey Smith gets it. Eagles have a field goal, this, that, and that. Boom, Eagles win the Super Bowl. Don't ever be scared to go all in. If you're going to go all in, going all in for a Hall of Famer, even though he's 34, you're seeing the trajectory of quarterback aging has changed so much with Wilson, uh, as you saw with Rodgers, with Brady, with Manning, with Breeze. It's different now. Even if the Eagles, conservatively speaking, only get two elite seasons from Wilson, isn't that worth more than whatever they could theoretically get out of Hurts? Are they going to get in the next two, three, four, five years? Two seasons of Jalen Hurts being a top five quarterback in this league? Maybe top 10, maybe top 12, top five. Definitely not, I would think. And even the top 10 thing is more unlikely than not, though I want to believe. Don't worry about that accelerated timeline. We thought the Eagles, I mean, think back to the aftermath of that Super Bowl win. Yet Carson went stone his rookie deal, entering his third season. We were going to be Super Bowl contenders for the next 15 years. And look at us now. We thought the Eagles had a good decade. Super Bowl runs in front of them. Following that, we thought it was everything was going to be so simple. Stuff changes overnight. There is no tomorrow in the NFL. Win when you can and pray to the football gods 
that you'll get another chance in the future. Eagles have three first-round picks. Are you going to trade all of them? No. Is it, is it going to take all of them? Also, no. I'm not parting with three first-round picks for Wilson. I'm not even sure. Again, it would even take that. How about something like this? A 2022 first that happens to be the 15th or 16th or 19th pick? I mean, he would have been like, I'm not going to trade the 15th pick with him. Give him the 19th pick. If those four picks are the difference between having Russell Wilson and not, fine. Roll with it. I think that talent level in the draft between that sort of 12, 11 to 35 range, kind of similar to begin with anyway. Again, 2022 first, 2023 first, and a 2023 third for Wilson and say a 2023 fourth. Get that back in return. Maybe even flip that 2023 first in some kind of conditional, like it's a second round pick, but if the Eagles make the NFC championship game, it becomes a first round pick. How about that? That works for me because if the Eagles are in the NFC championship game last year, I could get two flying Fs about whether they're giving up a first or second round pick to Seattle because that's all I'm worried about is making the NFC title game. And maybe, maybe going back to the Super Bowl for the first time in what that'll be five, six years. It seems like, you know, you think your whole life takes forever to go back to the Super Bowl, but they could swing this trade and be back there with an entirely new core of a team in just five, six years. Wild. Again. It's a lot easier for me to write this trade down and hype, you know, come up with this hypothesis of what the trade could be. There's, there's no NFL trade machine the way there is an NBA and obviously NBA trade on lines next week. So everyone's doing all these trades saying like, oh, we get Ben Simmons to uh, Sacramento and send Tobias Harris here, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's different in the NFL. And it's a lot easier for me to say these things than for Seattle to come to grips with giving away or trading away their best player in franchise history. No dis- disrespect meant to Steve Largent. But Wilson's days do really feel numbered with his current squad. So I'm talking about no one takes more swings at the quarterback position than Roseman and the Eagles. Don't be surprised. Really, don't be surprised. To check your phone next month and see that Wilson will be wearing midnight green this upcoming season. Because I think back last March, and it sounds like one of those jokes like, uh, my therapist said this like on Twitter, but you know, someone who talks about being a mental health advocate, dealing with my own mental health. See a therapist regularly, more common than people might think. I'm open about it. And last offseason, last March, uh, I'm doing a video chat with my therapist. And, you know, I'll see if, you know, Twitter notification pops up on my phone. And the Eagles traded Wentz. And, and I'm telling my therapist, like, hey, the, the, the Eagles traded Wentz. And he's like, and we were only like 15, 20 minutes into the session. He's saying, well, do you have to go? And I'm like, yeah, kind of. I got to go. So that means next month, maybe the situation repeats itself. I'll be happy for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is my favorite player in the league. Yeah, he's a little bit older. I think back to maybe the way the Broncos in 2012 added an aging Peyton Manning to their team, made two Super Bowls, made one in the next four years. Why why can't that be the Eagles with Russell Wilson? Just throwing it out there. Middle of the offseason having some fun talking about Russell Wilson. I'm sure this isn't going to be the last time anyone on BGN Radio talks about Russell Wilson this offseason. Uh, we should have a lot of fun with free agents coming up next month. Uh, last week I had Ben Natano to talk about the draft, do some draft stuff, and we'll have odds and end zones with Zoe cooking. We're going to have one this week, I think, talking about the conference championship, what the Eagles can learn from these teams that played in the conference championship last weekend. And then next week we'll do a nice big Super Bowl prop bet special, I think. That's it for me. Again, Seamus Clancy. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Seamus underscore Clancy. Again, I've talked about my newsletter. I just read my newsletter for tomorrow. Really good. If you like this speech, 
If you like the newsletter, check it out. Patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. What else? Follow the BGN Instagram that I helped run with our great, fantastic producer, Rachel at Bleeding Green Insta on Instagram. That's it. BleedingGreenNation.com, LibertyBallers.com. Newsletter link in my Twitter bio. Let's go do it. Have a fun off season. Stay warm. Stay dry. And as always, keep bleeding green. G and